0: You betcha at 8 minutes after 7 o'clock on your Wednesday, it is time for the uh, the show where you call in, ask your questions, get some answers, and get some relief. It's like Employment Law Alka-Seltzer and the number 416-870-6400-640 on your cell. till around 10-day, we'll be taking your calls and giving you the information you need about your workplace, your workplace rights, your boss, your employer, your employment. No matter what side of the table you sit on, we can answer all those questions. We will get to that and even more misconceptions with respect to severance and email as well, help at hour.com. and if you haven't checked it out, so far you're uh, you're behind the ball by about, mm, I don't know, 500,000 people in front of you, severancepaycalculator.com, check it out, people have used it, and just for interest's sake, they've had a look at what it's all about, you can do so as well, and hopefully getting to that sometime a little later on this evening, but uh, Leo our brother, week that was, what is going on in your world?
1: Uh, I can sell, sir, at least you didn't that's say right. Xlax. <laughs> <laughs> that's something different. Uh, well, glad to be back here and talking about employment law and, and anything else. Uh, I guess ma- maybe we'll talk about some uh, medications as well. Possibly. Uh, possibly. You never know. But we're, we're really excited. And your flagship show, uh, Wednesday night, mm-hmm. talking about workplace rights, talking about everything you need to know if you have a job or are concerned about your job or problems that you are having. So lay it on us. We're here for the next uh, 40 or so minutes to, to answer those questions, to solve some problems, to maybe just inform, maybe you've always wondered, you know, what would happen? if? Well, hey, no more need to wonder. Just call us right now and let's talk about it and and let's uh, get those issues solved. No bad questions. No such thing. I speak with people every single day. Questions, big, small, complicated or otherwise, always, always a, a solution. And Johnny, couple situation that came across my desk just to kind of get us revved up before uh, our calls come in this uh, mm-hmm. this evening. Uh, first situation, I uh, I spoke with a gentleman who uh, wanted to know if he was constructively dismissed. Here's what happened to him. Uh, he was a machine operator, and he for as long as he'd worked for the company, he worked for the company for over five years. Uh, worked significant overtime. Uh, you know, it was a, a lot of hours. You know, anywhere from 10 to 20 hours every single week in overtime, wow. and that adds up very quickly, right? You, you 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 can make good good money if you get paid properly, and the company paid him properly, and it was good. Well, the company realized, and I can't blame them, that if we have this many overtime hours, we're paying all this money in overtime. Why don't we just hire another guy, okay, yeah. to to kind of help out? Uh, and and in fact, I may end up being cheaper for them. And you know, that's probably the right thing to do. But for this person that called me, said, "Well, now I'm not going to get this. This is going to be a huge pay cut for me. I've been getting all this overtime. Uh, it's it's you know, it's anywhere from like 25, 30 percent of my compensation is overtime." and can they do that? Well, the answer is absolutely not, they cannot. It, once you start working overtime, and it's a regular thing, it becomes a part of your compensation, and that overtime becomes a term of employment. So now it's a term of employment that you work these extra hours, you get paid for them. The company can't just decide to change that. Now, if, he was, if it was one of those things that sometimes he works overtime, other times he doesn't, the company really decides, then they, yeah, they can decide not to give him overtime. But because it's consistent, they can't just take the overtime away. He's going to have to take a big pay cut. So this means he can treat that as a constructive dismissal. Of course, that means he could potentially now leave with severance. Six, uh, Sorry, five years or so of employment, I assess him as being owed easily six months' pay, potentially more. And and by the way, that six months' pay is going to be calculated on the basis of his salary plus his overtime that he was making up until now. So, Because uh, remember, John, if they take away the overtime and a month later they let him go... At that point, the severance that they have to pay him doesn't include the overtime. Right. So because of that, uh, he's going to likely treat this as a constructive dismissal. And I wanted to bring this up because again, you may find your employment terms to change. Uh, maybe you now you don't work overtime that you used to work before. That could be a constructive dismissal, Johnny.
0: How should or should have this employer uh, tackled this because they you know they want to change the situation for their benefit too, right?
1: The smartest thing they could have done uh, is, uh, well, at this point, is to give him notice, to get, a, get tell him that we're telling you that six months from now uh, uh, we're going to be hiring a, a new person and you're not going to be working anymore overtime. Well, because that six months in this example would have been enough notice, at that point he wouldn't have had many options. He could just still quit if he wanted, but it would not have been a constructive dismissal. Uh, the other thing they could have done is they could have, uh, back when he started working, had an employment agreement that says, we're allowed to kind of change your hours of work, et cetera, and give themselves that flexibility. But if they don't give notice, and if they don't have an employment agreement that gives them that flexibility, right. they can't just change the terms of employment.
0: 416 870 star 640 on sell. yet yeah, to call on the show. you have questions about your job, maybe you've uh, been given a severance offer calling on the for the benefit of a friend or a family member, please do so. We'd love to, uh, love to talk to you. What else you got uh, going on tonight?
1: I spoke with another gentleman who had been off on a medical leave for about three months uh, and was cleared to return back to work initially on a a part-time basis, and gradually he'd be working more up until he hit full-time. Now, as soon as he came back part-time, he felt that he really wasn't being treated properly, that the company wasn't too keen on him being there. They were just kind of going through the motions. And sure enough, John, uh, two weeks to the day after he was finally working full-time, they let him go citing uh, business reasons. Except he was the only person uh, uh, let go. Uh, He's always been a good employee, uh, and there's no indication that the business is slowing down, in fact, the business is doing quite well. And he called me and he wanted to know, can they do that? Well, here's the thing, John, it does look, doesn't it, like they're letting him go because of the fact that he took a medical condition, or a medical leave. And what they were probably trying to do is say, let's, let's wait till he's back to full-time hours so it doesn't look like we're letting him go because of that. Well, I, I still think that what they've done is uh, letting him go because of the medical uh, leave. That's illegal. That's a human rights violation. Now, beyond that, they also completely underpaid him on severance. Uh, so I'm going to help him with that, and I wanted to, r- to raise this to remind everyone that you cannot legally be let go uh, because you took a medical leave, because you have a medical condition, because you're on modified duties or modified hours. The yep. company is not legally allowed to let you go for those reasons. If they do, that's a human rights violation. Our laws don't take kindly to that, uh, and that's what happened here, and I'm going to help uh, him make sure that he gets the compensation that he's owed.
0: If you want to reach out to Lior, by the way, or a member of his team, its eight two one fifty nine hundred, and help at com. As promised, we uh, go right to the phones when they happen. Get to a, hey Steve, opening call of the night. How are you, pal?
2: Good, thanks. Yourself?
0: Good. What's uh, What's going on in your world tonight?
2: Okay, so uh, I work for a fairly large municipality within the GTA, mm-hmm. uh, non-unionized, and we basically provide our availability for when we're available to work throughout the month. And then the, like, they slot us in for the schedules. Um, recently, when I, I've been there five and a half years. When I started, we did not have any stipulations on how many shifts we had to provide or had to work per month. And now they've recently changed it for all new hires. They have to work um, minimum seven shifts per month and provide minimum 20 shifts for the month that they're available. Right. So... When I started, I didn't have that stipulation. So now my manager is trying to come down on us, uh, on, on me, mm-hmm. saying that I need to fall in line with the way the new regulations are, even though he knows that that's not part of my uh, job offer when I originally signed. So now, for my, uh, for like for this month, I was given zero shifts. Wow! Because I basically straight up told him he, uh, the manager told me that I should, um, I should see whether or not I'm a fit for the company still.
0: <laughs>
2: so to, to to think about whether I'm still a fit for the company, and I basically told him straight out I'm not going to resign. And now this month, I have zero shifts. So in terms of severance, is it based on the last? I looked at the severance pay out there. I'm, I'm out about four to six months worth of severance. Yep. Is it based on the last four to six months, or is it like a collective amount, or how
1: does that work? Okay, great question. So it's based on your average earnings. So usually, especially if you've been there for, let's say, five years, we would look at the last two or three years and get a sense as to what you earn and what's the average. And let's say it's, I don't know, it's $1,000 a week, just as an example. Then we're going to use that to calculate uh, the, the six-month severance that you're owed. Now you're absolutely right to, to to be concerned about this because they're changing the terms of employment, both in terms of what they're asking you to do, but more importantly, not scheduling you to work. It's not even frankly a constructive dismissal. That's a termination. Uh-huh. You know, if if someone's not giving you work, uh, they can't avoid terminating you at that point. It, it, can you imagine if if uh, I can just tell my employees, hey, uh, you, you're now you're not working anymore, but I'm not letting you go. You can now treat that as a termination and you can get severance. And here's the problem that uh, you want to avoid. Here's why you want to treat this as a termination because if you allow this to happen and you go back and maybe they'll throw you a bone and throw you a shift and then nothing, at that point, because you've done nothing about it, it's going to be considered to be the new reality, the new terms of employment that you work on up here and there. So once they start, you know, messing, quote unquote, with your, your employment, you want to take a stand and, and, and say, no, I can't accept that. So you have a small window to deal with that, uh, Steve. So I, wanna, I want you to reach out to me uh, off air so you and I can connect and talk about this. Uh, I think it's time to pursue your severance. You're probably looking at right around six months based on your average earning.
2: So now this, this has happened in the past. That would be an issue, would it not?
1: What, what's happened? That they haven't scheduled you at all?
2: Yeah, because they tried this new initiative for uh, divvying up shifts amongst part-timers evenly, so based on how many shifts you provided, that determined how many shifts you were given to work. So a couple months, I would provide like two, three days of availability, and I would get nothing because other guys would provide like full availability.
1: Right, but but this is not the situation. You have provided full availability now, right?
2: No. Like, I'm still only providing what I can, because I do have a full-time job, this is I understand.
1: That
2: I, I, so I if like if, if if it
1: happened before that. on a very limited basis, and now it becomes something more regular, then again it's a change of the terms of employment. But I I want to understand this a bit more. So so b- before you kind of even deal with them. I want to speak to you because we got to get this right. We've got to strategize how to properly get your compensation. You don't want to put yourself in a situation you're giving up that severance. So, Steve, reach out to me. Let's connect as soon as possible and discuss this off air.
0: Steve, you know the number. Gave it out, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Let me slide in Anna here before we take a break. Anna, good evening. How are you?
3: Hi, I'm good. How are you?
0: Great. What's, uh, what's your concern?
3: Um, I was actually listening to uh, your show about the constructive uh, dismissal. Mm -hmm. And I thought, huh, I wonder if this can apply to somebody who's on contract. So basically my scenario is I'm a mobile lab tech. I work with medical companies providing medicals for insurance services. And so um, one company purchased two companies and have now become one. So as a result, they have more health professionals that are out there that are closer to the clients that I used to certain areas that i used to deal with so as a result of that they are now giving the work to the people that are closest to them so from a company standpoint i get that they want to save money but as a result i have lost income so i'm wondering if that same rule applies to somebody who is on contract
1: now do you only work with these folks or do you work with others as well
3: i used to work with all of them but now the canadian And the American Lab bought
1: everybody else up. So it's really just one organization you're working with?
3: Uh, Right now it's going to be down to two because they are merging them in. Okay. So the one the Canadian company that bought the other two, they have finalized the merge of the second company. And as a result, I'm losing, um, like I said, I'm losing the income that I used to get because now they have other health professionals that are closer To certain city centers. So, yeah, so, so it's not this the money they're giving the business that way.
1: This cons- uh, concept of constructive dismissal would absolutely apply to you because in the eyes of the law, you would be one of two things. Either the law would consider you to be an employee, and I know you believe that you're on contract, but the law makes that determination. That's number one. Or you may be a dependent contractor, uh, which is something in the middle between an independent contractor and an employee. So either way, the, this concept of constructive dismissal would apply to you, which prevents them from changing, in this case, your hours or your compensation. So again, just like I was telling the previous caller, if that this is happening now, you can't sit on it. Because if you sit on it, you're, you're going to be considered to have accepted this new reality, and then you're stuck, and then you can't do anything about it. So you, you, you do have a window now to pursue this, or at least to, to think about pursuing constructive dismissal. Uh, and you may be owed some significant compensation. So Adam, what I want you to do again, as I was telling our previous caller, is con- uh, contact me. Let's you and I connect off air. Uh, I'm going to find out some more information. I want to see what agreement you may or may not have signed. And on that basis, we can talk how to pursue a constructive dismissal.
0: And appreciate that. Again, reach out, one 821 5900 to get a hold of Lior when we're, uh, when we're done. Help at EmploymentHour.com. Gene, Jason, Daniel, see you guys waiting in the wings. We will get to you and you as well, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. That's the Employment Hour right here on Global News Radio. 725, we take it right to about 10 to 8. Plenty of time for you to call in here and ask your questions. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale, and one triple eight two two five That is toll-free. We'll get to uh, get to Gene here. Hi there. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. What's uh, What's your concern?
4: All right. Well, I get not see uh, a contract concern. I, I work exclusively for one company, mm. but my situation is I... I work sixteen days on, five days off. Okay. I've been doing. I've been doing it for ten years. I supply my own vehicle. I get compensated for percentage of the vehicle, and the company charges up the the balance to the the customer. Uh, now the situation is:
1: there's another customer is going to be looking at buying the company. Where do I stand? So very interesting, Gene, and, and let me. Th- put it this way to you, It's not. there's no doubt that in the eyes of the law, you would be considered to be an employee. If you have a, a steady job for, for 10 years, I think you said, uh, and you know where you're working th- those types of days and hours, uh, then you, you're an employee. I know that you're considered to be or you believe that you are on, on contract or independent contractor, but the law considers you to be an employee. So let's answer your specific question, new buyer comes in. So if the buyer hires you and you continue working, okay, then we have no issue. Uh, You continue working and he inherits your seniority. And remember what I say, that that because you're an employee, if down the road he decides to let you go, then he's going to have to pay you severance, which is going to include the time that you had with the previous company, with the first company. So if you have a job with him, you continue working on the same basis, no problem, you can continue working and it's okay. Now, if if as a result of this uh, transaction, you're out of a job, then you'll get your severance. You've been there for 10 years, and what kind of a job, Gene, and, and, and how old are you? I'm um, 50. 50, and what is it a sales position? I'm not in this, uh, So someone in your situation, Gene, would be looking at right around a year's pay, okay? So, so you potentially could be owed as much as a year's pay right now if you lose your job as a result of this uh, transaction. If you continue working with a new company, they inherit your service. If you're out of a job, then, uh, then you get the pay that I just said. If you are offered a job on different terms, maybe less money, different hours, what, ha- what have you, then again, that could be a constructive dismissal and you could get your severance as well. So It all comes down to whether or not you're going to have a job as a result of that transaction. Okay, Gene?
0: Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Keep us updated as uh, things continue, Gene, uh, please. And if you want to reach out, by the way, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred 821 5900 to get a hold of Lior. Jason, thanks for hanging on, fella. How are you? Hi, good. Good. Cool. Uh, What's your concern? You got your radio on? If you could, you could turn it down for us. I'm a uh, nope. Echo. Uh, no? Can you hear me? It's weird. Yep, we got gotcha.
4: you. Okay, uh, so I've, I've been um, given a package, which I haven't signed yet, and I'm wondering what the process is because I've gone to the calculator, which indicates that I... I sh- I can actually I guess get more than what has been offered to me. Everything's civilized and everything with you know my HR people and I'm just wondering what the process is now. Like, do I let them know that you know I've kind of done some homework and it shows that I'm kind of eligible for more compensation than what you've offered me in the current package. They've, they've got a termination date at this point as well. So
1: so yes, you can absolutely try. I'm getting an echo too, but in any event. You can try to talk to him, to your employer about this and say, you know, I believe i are owed more. Here's the problem. In my experience, I've been doing this a long time and I've rarely seen an individual that goes to their company and say, hey, I'm owed more uh, for the company to offer them more or at least to offer them much more. Uh, usually the company is going to say no. We feel we, you know we thought about this before we let you go, so we think that's appropriate. Yeah. Usually you need to get someone involved. You need to get me, and my colleagues involved, and, and, and just just so you know you you said things are civilized with your employer, and that's great. And and my view on this, rather than me go there and start making threats, I'd rather keep things civilized. So I would approach your employer if I were to send a letter to them saying, you know, here's what we feel is appropriate and here's why. We want to resolve things professionally, amicably, uh, and, and then engage them in a discussion. So that's usually the process. The process is we get engaged, we, we uh, reach out to your employer, and we negotiate what needs to be negotiated. Nothing's stopping you from reaching out yourself. I, I and, and I'm not saying that that's a bad idea at all. All I'm saying is that from my experience, you know i i've seen it being successful you know once or twice in in all the years that i've been doing this uh does that answer the question jason yeah i'm kind of wondering so they've they've asked me to come back with a a
4: signature i guess in a few days and i'm Mm -hmm. i guess i do i tell them well i'm now kind of seeking legal counsel to give me directions so i'm kind of leaving it in their hands is that how i
1: remember jason that that deadline is is meaningless what i mean by that is uh, your rights don't expire on that date. You have two years before your rights expire. So, you know, why don't we not talk hypothetically. Let, let's talk uh, realistically here. So l- give me some particulars. How long have you worked for this company? Over 15 years. 15 years. And, and what kind of a job, just generally?
4: Um, it's a professional job. I, I'm, I'm like a project
1: manager. Okay, good. And, and Jason, how old are you?
4: I am, oh God, I've
1: got to keep track of this. <laughs> what am I now? Oh, gosh, 46. 46, okay, oh, come on, 46, a young guy. Uh, so someone in your situation then would probably be looking at around 14 to 16 months, but you're kind of a classic month-per-year uh, entitlements. You know, that's, that's what I would assess you at. Okay. So what have they offered you? They've offered about three weeks per year. So three weeks per year, i got math, 45 weeks, roughly, give or take? Uh, yeah, I guess it comes out to that, yeah so so 45 weeks let's let's call that i don't know uh nine months or so uh so that's you know five six seven months shy of where it needs to be Mm -hmm. so no there's no reason why you would want to accept you know six months or so less than what you're owed uh i I would simply say well you don't even need to say anything i would want you to reach out to me let me do what i do and or my colleagues do what we do we'll send a letter get this resolved this doesn't need to be a complicated process. It doesn't need to be a process that's gonna ruin the relationship with the company. Uh, that deadline doesn't mean anything uh, because, again, they're offering you less than what you're owed, so why would the deadline matter? If I owed you $100 but I said I'll pay you 50 but you have to sign by tomorrow, you'll tell me, well, no thanks, right? The same thing happens here. If they owe you more, they should have to pay you more.
4: Okay, so since I'm, off, my termination date is, is, well, they ask me, "Sign after a few days." I'm still going to be employed after that. If they inquire, I just kind of let them know I'm I'm kind of looking into it with
1: professional counsel. Kind of Absolutely, yeah. that I need okay. more time to consider it. That, that's it's as simple as that. Okay, okay, gotcha. Great, thanks. Th-
0: thanks, Jason. Appreciate that. Here, I'm going to give you that number. Please write it down and and use it. That's a smart thing. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, to get a hold of Lior and his team. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmenthour.com as well. You still have time this evening to call in, get your uh, get your questions answered, just like Jason. Before you, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale, and 1-888-225-TALK, that is toll-free. Moving on, John, good evening, how are you?
5: Good, good evening, how are you guys doing?
0: Good, what's on your mind, man?
5: Uh, I just got a question uh, quickly here about my wife. Uh, she's been working for this company for almost two years now, uh, her employer have a contract with one of the uh, financial company. Uh, when she knew to she start, and now she's doing a credit analyst. So what happened is, the financial company that got a contract with her employer there, uh, where she's working, uh, they upload some kind of new system that they launched and losing some kind of trouble last one week and because of that they're sending her home early so she's getting less hours. And that was last week. And this week it happened again. So today finally she called me a while ago and she told me that she's uh, she spoken to the manager. They were calling in the office and manager explained everything what's going on. Uh they given her not letting her know whether option Go home early, one day off, or they can put in another position for the timing until this problem is solved.
1: So, so John, obviously, yeah. they don't have a right to change your wife's hours and obviously her compensation. So, if this is not a one-off, if this is a situation where they're not just doing it, you know, one day or one week, it's it's going to be something that's more longer-term. Then her options are very simple. She can accept this situation and continue working and uh, hopefully they change it back at some point. I mean, that's her right. Or she can now treat that as a constructive dismissal. Obviously, if they're going to take away a day or hours from her week, that is a big deal. So she may be able to treat that as a constructive dismissal. Your wife has been there for two years. Uh, how old is your wife?
5: i uh, 35.
1: Okay. So she'd probably be looking at three, potentially four months of pay is what she'd be owed right now if she were to, to pursue this. So what I would propose is this: before she responds to them, before she quits, before she says yes, I want your, I want you to tell your wife to please give me a call. I want to talk to her, get some more details. I want to see if she had an employment agreement that she signed two years ago when she started. That may change the analysis, uh, and on that basis, we can talk about whether it makes sense for her to uh, to pers- to pursue a constructive dismissal. Okay, I will have to do that then. Your Terrific. number again.
0: Yep, got it for you here. Uh, my brother, write it down: one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. That's going to be how you get a hold of the ore. And move forward. You want an email address as well? I will throw that at you, com. Still got uh, some time here? Yeah, we still got plenty of time, actually. You want to call in, ask your questions, just like our callers have been on this uh, flagship show here on a Wednesday evening. It's 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, and one talk is toll-free. Um, we were going to talk about some stuff, so I think we actually got some time as we wait for the uh, calls. And that is uh, more misconceptions with respect to severance, or. I know we talked about a bunch of these already, kind of intertwined into the conversations. But I'll throw one at you. It's up to the company to decide how much severance you are owed.
1: So some of some more misconceptions, some more things that people believe yeah. about severance that are not true. Again, repeat, not true. And one of them that it's the, up to the company to decide how much severance I get. You know, they they know they're the employer. So they get to decide if I get a week's paper year service, a month's paper year service, or anything else. Well, that's a huge misconception. I've heard people say that before. Wrong, wrong, wrong. They don't decide. I don't decide, by the way. The law decides, okay? Over the past 150 years, uh, our courts have issued hundreds and thousands of court decisions, and, and those have created precedent that now tell us what does someone get in different situations. And the main factors that the the law looks at is age, position, and length of employment. And those are not the only factors, but those are the main ones. And on that basis, the law decides, here's what you get. Maybe it's six months severance, 12 months, 24, something else. So remember, the company doesn't decide that. So whatever they've offered you could be completely irrelevant. They may want to pay you that. They may hope that you'll accept it. But if the law says, hey, you should get three times that, you know, we've already spoken with a couple of callers today alone uh, on the show right now that uh, have been offered a lot less than what they're owed. So the company doesn't make that decision. It's not their call. The law takes care of that for you. If you want to know how much you're actually owed, you can always reach out to me. Or even simpler than that, you can go to severancepaycalculator.com.
0: Another one we hear all the time, and and, and callers have this, or they've they've been told this by either friends, family, or the HR department themselves, and that is different size companies have different severance obligations, right?
1: Absolutely, and and this Uh. is a huge misconception, John. There's uh, people that get this wrong all the time, employers that get this wrong all the time. So let's be very, very clear. The size of the company does not matter when it comes to your full termination entitlements. It does not matter. Big company, small company, mid-sized company, uh, international company, or or mom-and-pop shop. It does not matter. The same severance. Remember, the main factors are age, position, and length of employment. Now, your minimum entitlements may be impacted by whether you work for a big company or a small company, but forget about that. Don't even worry about that because your full entitlements, which is, again, what matters we also call those your common law entitlements, have nothing to do with the size of the company. So don't believe that, oh, I I work for a small company. There's three employees. They let me go. I guess they don't pay severance. Nonsense. You get severance. Go to severancepaycalculator.com. Call me if you're not sure. Uh, Don't please be one of those people that unfortunately believe that misconception and because of that walk away from tens of thousands of dollars that they're legally owed.
0: These questions on your mind. You have similar questions. You still have some time to uh, to voice them here on the show tonight. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, one That is toll-free. Conceptions, things that aren't true. You get severance only if you did nothing wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, let, let's be uh, clear again. Another, another one. Misconception when it comes to severance. You only get it if you did nothing wrong. Well, not so fast. Uh, the people, only ones that can be deprived of severance, are those that did something so wrong, so bad, that's right. really impossible to continue employing them. So you may have done something wrong. You maybe even have done a few things wrong. So you, know, you don't have clean hands. It does not mean that you can be let go without severance. Not at all. To be let go without severance is what we call a termination for cause. And only the worst offenders, I say yeah. offenders in quotation marks, get that or, or are in that position most everyone else and i speak with people every day they are let go because they did something wrong but they still are owed full severance so remember that doing something wrong being let go because you did something wrong does not mean you don't you don't get severance 90% of the time not only do you get severance you get all your severance i
0: want to slide over to the phone quickly here got uh, Jerry on the line hey jerry good evening hey jerry hi hey go ahead Yes, I have a
6: question uh, for Lior. I recently signed a, con- a six-month contract with uh, an employer here in Toronto, and part of the contract agreement was that um, within the first three months, they can let me go for any reason without cause uh, I mean, uh, without any notice, and after that, if they let me go after three months, it is with notice, therefore I'm entitled to say, like two weeks' notice. Now, my question is, if the reverse is, is the reverse true, what if I let them go? Within- <laughs> if you if you decide
1: to to leave
6: yeah if I decided to leave because I have better employment elsewhere do I sure. owe them anything
1: and it's now does your, three months. does your employment agreement say anything about what you'd owe them if you resign
6: no it doesn't
1: so if you if it doesn't say anything then it, it, the law simply says you know what's reasonable uh, and, and in most cases employees have very very limited Obligations to the employers that they leave. So, you know, if, if you're in an extremely senior position and if you were to leave, it would completely put them at risk, you're going to have some uh, obligations to give notice. But if you're not in that, you know, incredibly senior position, you can leave with very little notice, even potentially with no notice. I always say two weeks is a nice period of time because you don't want to burn bridges. But honestly, you don't even have to do that unless again, you're very, very senior. If you want to give them less notice, you can. Now, if your employment agreement said you have to give us X amount of notice, then strictly speaking, that's what you'd have to do. But if it doesn't, you have a lot of flexibility.
6: Yeah, I'm only taking my lead from what the, uh, the, um, the offer says regarding their obligation. And it does Mm -hmm. state Within the first three months, they can let me go without, for any reason, without any notice. So I'm assuming the same would apply to me. For well, that.
1: it's not as simple as that. Not as straightforward that you know their notice is the same as yours. Uh, just like you know, if they said they have to give you six months' notice, I mean you'd have to give them six months. But given the fact that it's clearly a position that it was contemplated that for the first three months we, we can all kind of walk away. Yeah, I would have zero problem telling you that you can give them little to no notice and you'd be absolutely fine. now The position that I
6: have is basically uh, surrounded a new product launch and the product basically I'd be, I'm pretty much their senior business development uh, manager for all over Canada. Um, They're just uh, experimenting with that particular product at this moment. That's why they were only comfortable going ahead with a six month contract. But that being said, like I'm only, I'm their only person that can make this or break this this type of launch. So now they're going to be put in a position where they have to hire someone new. Right. Right, so I'm just wondering whether that, does that elevate it or does it make my responsibility your, greater?
1: And, and you're still in the first few months, right? I'm only, yeah, I haven't even touched two months. Yeah, you, you, you certainly can, can leave uh, despite that with, with very little notice. I'd be very comfortable saying that. Okay, well, thank
6: you very much for your time.
1: No problem.
0: Thank you, Jerry. Appreciate uh, your call. Going to move on to, uh, to Daphne. Hey, Daphne, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. What's, uh, what's your concern?
7: So I had a question about my sister, um, to make a long story short, she had been working in a job for probably about 10 or 15 years and um, she ended up going on a uh, mental health leave and she wasn't approved by her insurance company and um, she continued to go on leave and uh, her mental health condition continued to get worse so she just never returned to the job but the employer every year will um, say do you have an update from your doctor and ask, them, uh, ask her for an update and I'm just wondering if she would be, still be considered an employee then and if so um, would she be entitled to any severance if they wanted to get rid of her or like what would her status be?
1: so let, let's let, that's a very interesting situation how long has it been she, since uh, she's been off work
7: about three years
1: okay so because it's been three years you know three years that's uh, actually not considered to be that long and clearly they're considering her to be an employee because they keep following up with her so yes she is an employee so this means a couple of things it means she could actually tell me yeah, i, I want to come back to work and if they don't have a job for her they or her full severance that's one Number two is if they decide to let her go. Uh, again, is, is she able to go back to work? Would she want to go back to work? Has she found a job somewhere else? What's her status?
7: Um, she she's not capable of going back to that job, and she's she's barely holding it together. But she's doing like kind of um, trying to work for herself, like making um, like deliveries and that type of thing.
1: And, and how long uh, has she been with that this employer? How long before uh, since she started there?
7: Um, I think she was there for about, I'll say about 12 years.
1: So 12 years, that, that includes the three years that she's been off? Uh,
7: no, that would be about 15.
1: Okay, got it. Big company or small company?
7: Um, that, I'm not sure.
1: Okay, so she may if she knows she can't come back to work and if there's a doctor willing to say that, that there's no way she would ever be able to go back to work for this company, then she may be able to force the issue and, and, and get severance now. Now, because she can't physically go back to work, it wouldn't be her full uh, severance. Depending on the size of the company, it would either be eight weeks or 20 weeks pay that she'd be owed, but that's still not a bad thing to have because if yeah. they believe, here's the thing, that she'll never come back to work, they may just kind of let her linger in, in no man's land, so to speak, because why would they terminate her if she's not going to come back to work? Why would they terminate her and have to pay her severance, right? So, yeah, uh, they, they may just. It may be better off for her to force the issue. Uh, we call this a frustration of contract. As long as a doctor is saying she can't come back to work, uh, she would be able to treat this uh, as a frustration of contract and get again, depending on the size of the company, anywhere uh, either eight or twenty weeks pay. Now her full severance entitlements would be much more; it could be easily a year's pay. But in the situation where she can't come back to work anymore, she's not going to get that. But she could get as much as twenty weeks pay. Oh.
7: So, okay.
1: I'd have her reach out to me because my sense is if if the company hasn't let her go now, they won't, and they won't let her go because they would not want to pay her severance. So it may make sense for her to force the issue.
7: Okay. All right. That's great. I'll let her know. Thanks. Thanks so much.
1: Thanks, Daphne.
0: Thank you, Daphne. Appreciate that. And the number, again, I'll give it out uh, to you and anyone else who's inquiring in that. as we're just about ready to wrap it up here in a minute or so. It's one 821 5900 Before we go, I want you to plug it one more time, severancepaycalculator.com. I know you've made reference to it several times, but it's in your head, but not all of us. So we have to <laughs> well, use the y- thing, right?
1: Not only did I make reference, we've had a couple of callers saying that they've, in fact, used it uh, yeah. uh, to find out how much they're owed, which is exactly what it's there for, severance pay calculator.com the tool that you can use at any time to find out to find out how much severance you owed you know what is your entitlements value how much is it is it six months pay? 24 months pay is it ten thousand dollars a hundred thousand dollars it's a lot more than you realize i'll tell you that right now the reason why i created it is because it's a lot more than you realize and i wanted people to not be taken for a ride and accept less than what they owed so once you go to severance you're gonna be asked three questions. What is your age? How long you've worked? And what type of job? You just pick it from a drop down menu, and then you're done. It's gonna tell you how nice. many months pay you are owed. It's anonymous, it's free. There is no uh, way to, to pay for it if you try it off to put in your name and if you use it you'll know even if you're just curious. So always always the first place you go to if you lost your job you grab your phone severancepaycalculator.com
0: And we will wrap it from there we are back in the weekend shows and a reminder to catch the TV show Employment Hour and 30 on CTV and Global TV on Saturday as well. You want to get a hold of Lior now that we are done? one it is help at employmenthour.com as well. Stick around. On Point Returns with Alex Pearson, that is coming up next right here on Global News Radio.